Hello, and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we cry when our mail is late as we discuss the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 129th episode of the series, Blanche Delivers. I remember when we talked about the uh, uh, accurate conception that we discussed that some people really do not like this uh, pairing of these two episodes, but I think this one might even be as funny, if not funnier in terms of lines. Yeah. (laughs) And um, obviously, you know, uh, longtime listeners know that I am a parent uh, twice over. So I'm going to have some thoughts (laughs) about delivering babies. (laughs) So buckle up. It's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Longtime listeners may not know that I actually passed out in eighth grade during the Miracle of Life video, so <laughs> I am here to provide other perspective. <laughs> Had to go to the nurse, the whole thing. That's it. We're not going to top the podcast. We can just call it here. Good night, everybody. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway, it's also, you know, it's got, I, I really enjoy this B story, silly as it is. It, it kind of calls to Rose's competitive side and it brings in sort of like parental approval um, as a really interesting, you know, sort of like the the connection between the two stories, the co- cohesiveness. And it's also just like really fun to see Betty White in a figure skating outfit. Yeah, the physical comedy is like maybe her best it's the the, when she's walking with the weights it's just like you know I've seen it a thousand times but it still makes me laugh every time and just like the hyper competitive fixation and yeah I think you bring up a really good point like still trying to satisfy your parents like ambitions or wishes for you years after they're dead after you're totally basically established in like what you're you know, like your career is and your life is. Um, And I think that's really interesting. Like, yeah, the juxtaposition between Becky, who's basically refusing to do anything that Blanche approves of, and Rose, who at this point is like, you know, a grandmother and it's still sort of chasing her parents' um, approval from the grave. You know, it's a really interesting, um, like to have those two at the same time. And they don't exact, I mean, they intersect, but like, it doesn't kind of like hit you in the face with like, do you see what could happen if Becky was so concerned <laughs> with Blanche's approval? You know, it's like, you got to do a little right. thinking to connect the dots there. Correct, correct. Yeah, it's like subtle, but but not in a way, but <laughs> you do have to figure it out. But you know what, it's so, it's so funny. And I, you know, again, revisiting this episode now as a parent is, is very different. Uh, and the connection there too of like how, you know, the whole like approval beyond the grave, it does seem silly on the surface, right? Where, which is kind of like, you know, (laughs) Blanche and Dorothy's point a little bit of like, they're dead, like who cares? But it's sort of this like weight of like the having to wrestle as an individual with like your parents had you and like, they sort of had you for a reason, right? And it's like, not, not that like, anybody owes anything to their parents everybody is an individual person and everybody can do their own damn thing especially since no one actually asked to be brought into the world (laughs) like literally didn't ask to Um, be born (laughs) like no one did you know I love all those memes that it's like you know two people had sex you know 30 years ago and now I have to pay taxes um (laughs) but (laughs) but it's like but it is interesting to think about the reasons your parents did have you. And maybe there was no reason. Maybe you were totally like, oh, whoops, I like to have sex and this is what happened. But like a lot of parents, when you do have like an, an intended child, you you do have hopes and dreams for them. However, 
um, realistic or unrealistic they might be, right? Even if it's just a simple thing, like for my kids, like I hope that they are their own people and I hope they can squeeze as much joy out of this life as possible without harming other people. <laughs> like that, that's pretty much like, that would be really great, you know? And, it, and it's interesting because it's like, Rose with her deceased parents is like kind of going back to like, well, what would they want have wanted me to be, right? And it's like, it's a little ridiculous and outlandish with being like an Olympic. <laughs> Olympic figure skater, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. A little bit crazy there. But even if you're like, let's say Rose is, you know, in a, in a more gritty storyline or something like Rose is depressed and she's like, feeling guilty because her parents would have wanted her to be happy, right? Like think, things mm. like that is really interesting to just think about. And then from the flip side, we have the Blanche side, which again is outlandish. And like, you, you can very easily dismiss Blanche of being like, just let her fucking be your own person. But it's hard because it's hard. Like when you're a parent and you're just like, you're scared that she's making the wrong decision, not actually superficially because you know, everybody in Miami at the hospital, but because right. you think that like, <laughs> it's going to be really hard and you don't want your child to suffer, right? Like that's that's actually why Blanche is like really concerned. You know, she superficially also would not like to, uh, you know, have somebody going wildly off of the beaten path. But but anyway, it's it's just interesting. And it's like, it's just, it provides a really, um, I just think that the, the A and the B stories connect very well. And to your point, you have to think a little bit deeper about them in terms of like the way they pr they are presented, but there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, I love that you said that it was different as a parent, which obviously totally makes sense, but you never cross the same river twice, you know, like, right. I think that's the whole, the whole thing is like, it's, it's totally different to watch, um, to watch the show with like the different life experiences and like places yep. that you have been. Um, and yeah, I feel like, I don't know. Ro Ro the Rose hang up is really interesting to me because I think it also really aligns closely with like, she's a very rigid person, which I feel like you maybe wouldn't describe her as such because she's so, yeah. um, you know, lovable and naive and um, sweet and all of these things, yeah. but squishy, like the Pillsbury Dublin. Exactly. But <laughs> not squishy, rigid. Like yeah, I feel but, like you but know, rigid internally. Yeah. Yeah. Like these, these beliefs that like, you know, she disappointed her parents. And then like the choice to try and reconcile that, I also think is like a little bit like revealing oh, yeah. of Rose's kind of <laughs> damage in a way. Um, <laughs> well put. And I, I, I don't know. I feel like the, the uh, analogy you used about like her being depressed is interesting because I do imagine she would have the same reaction. Like, I think that she really measures her, um, herself and almost like her self-worth through the lens of other people not in the way that we have talked about Blanche like measuring it through men but through like the way that the people she loves kind of see her yeah. and like the things she loves like America you know like I think she measures herself by being a good American um probably just as close to being like a good person and I feel totally. like this is sort of like a manifestation of all of that um kind of coming out through this like very odd pursuit but it, I, I think it, I love it I'm really glad that it's ice skating and it's not something else I think it's like a great a great um you know the visuals are great when Blanche is like can I borrow that sometime like Mr. Nintervini a lot of it oh all God, kind of like so great. <laughs> it all adds up it, it works really well can I borrow that sometime like oh so <laughs> sultry so wonderful <laughs> I love it
the uh the guess where i'm going a sanitarium up north is like (laughs) so perfect (laughs) so good oh god but yeah it's like it's again it comes in super strong and to your point where you're talking about when she's shifting in the the weights you know rose don't make fun of all people (laughs) (laughs) or like just dorothy staring at her you know i remember um i was actually just reading um somebody's um write-up of like attending b arthur's like public um sort of eulogizing they had it at like the schubert theater after she passed away and wow cool yeah i know i was kind of like i wish i had known about that but um maybe maybe it was only a few members of the public but like people you know like angela lansbury spoke and like other friends of hers and you know rue mcclanahan was there obviously and um you know somebody was talking about her humor and how she taught them that like literally you don't even have to say anything and it could be the funniest thing. And like, I, like a, a, you know, we talk about this all the time with the just taking a beat and like just looking, but like the scene where she just looks at Rose way yeah. in the way, it, she doesn't say anything. It's, it's just incredible. Like it's, that's exactly, that's all you need. <laughs> it's like, that's all you need for the recipe. Cause you know, the audience is in on it. The audience is already giggling and laughing. And then you like the audience sort of knows like, oh, what's going to happen when she comes out? Like, what's the <laughs> joke going to be? And like, the joke is just like, what the fuck in a, in a completely <laughs> silent expression. Yeah. Her timing and her expressions are just unbelievable. I feel like every like third or fourth line in my notes is like, wow, be Arthur or like, wow, Betty White, like physical comedy. Like the performances in this one are so, and you know, like, obviously this is a Blanche centric episode. Um, and I think her, she really shines later, um, in the episode, but like the beginning is just so, so good. And like, you know, Sophia's like, certainly on i love the president of knocked up and single oh uh, that whole bit she is, um, even though she is in a delicate condition yeah knocked up and single how dainty <laughs> so good so um amazing. but i feel like betty and b are really kind of like coming out so strong at the beginning oh, of this yeah. episode oh yeah exactly i love um you know and the, yeah they're like Betty is the B story, but, and, you know, but they're both, both of them are playing the role that they typically play when there is, you know, a crisis of one of the girls, the other two are the supportive players and like sort of are navigating it as sort of side characters. Right. And like, it's like, that's where B. Arthur shines with all these, you know, like, mm-hmm. like side commentary and, oh my God, I cannot wait until we get to the Laura Ashley sh- uh, showroom. But, um, <laughs> but like, you know, I, in the beginning, like the whole like sperm bank explainer, in case you've missed the first episode, I think it's kind of great. And it's something that we don't often see on this show as much because it's like, especially when they're hearkening back to like older storylines. Like, I don't know. I feel like they, they kind of squeeze even more sperm jokes out of this one, just in case you hadn't, <laughs> hadn't like, you know, been a party to uh, the first uh episode that sort of sets it up so yeah like because it can stand by itself but obviously there is sort of a prequel and you probably do you know like people want it explained if they had missed the episode and I also think it lends itself because Blanche is so clearly not over that and like I think Mm. your your point earlier is probably right like it's actually more about like her internalized fears about like what being a mother in this choice is going to look like for Becky and not as much that she's like grossed out by the sperm bank but it's obviously presented as like a sort of superficial thing um 
which I think is funny. And yeah, I have that same note, like a lot of continuation in this episode that we almost never see. Um, and like one of, I mean, it's the same Becky. Like, I feel like the fact that the same Becky is in three episodes is like, mm-hmm. I, you know, that's, that's different. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's kind of hilarious. Um, <laughs> the same Becky who loves being pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> except for the hormones except for the hormones oh my gosh too funny um all right so speaking of being pregnant i love the line where you know blanche is like i know i told you where babies come from did i ever mention where they come out i thought about that line through both my pregnancies probably every other day (laughs) i mean it's like it was like this was like the blueprint of all of the you know, pregnancy, miracle of life, you know, uh, sitcom situations uh, of uh, giving birth that I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, it's like, this was the one that was resonating in my mind. <laughs> it, was, it was really kind of hilarious. Um, but I just, I love the idea of, especially I feel like with this generational pitting against each other, where Becky is just like, no, no drugs, like birthing center, all the, you know, all this kind of sort of stuff that's like, almost like, it's, it's not quite in the same vein of like, oh, back in my day, we didn't have painkillers and you really should like use them. You know, like it's, it's almost like the, it's like the analogy of like the, the canned goods becoming available and being like, yeah, I'm going to just going to open a can of vegetables instead of fucking like going to the market, washing them, chopping them, prepping them, like all this kind of stuff. And then it's like canned vegetables. And then the next generation is just like, oh my God, canned vegetables are terrible. I'm going to go to the market and wash and prep and like do all this stuff. Yeah, like it's like yeah. the sort of like convenience factor from a feminism standpoint, it's never said that like, you know, Blanche wasn't, you know, where she, she's, she's like, <laughs> talking about like how you should be uh you know um strapped to a table numb from the neck down yeah it's like (laughs) that is that's incredible that's also the line that just is constantly in my head but like her it's, it's almost like implied where it's just like becky is definitely naive that she like shouldn't use this modern equipment and yes there are pitfalls for like the modernity type of thing but like all of the girls are advocating not only for her safety, but like this more Western medicine, like modern way of doing things, which is funny because like, you know, clearly Sophia doesn't go into it, but it certainly seems like, um, you know, all of her kids, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that she doesn't tell a story about like giving birth in a cave or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? It's like, it's like, it's just this interesting generational interplay, um, where it's like, they have the benefit of, this experience of of like not having these things at their disposal so they're questioning why becky would not use them yeah totally i mean they certainly didn't have an epidural at mcsorley's bar for example <laughs> you're right right um, exactly. exactly yeah i feel like it's also beer. yeah same thing i guess um I feel like if Becky were around now, she'd be really into like crystals, you know, like I could see (laughs) her maybe being like an anti-vaxxer, although maybe not, like, I'm not saying these two things are like lining up. They're not the same, but it's same, same kind of Same kind of, yeah. And also like, sort of like, um, like new age kind of, uh, like, because, you know, and I, we don't really get into her reasons for deciding that she wants to do it this way exactly, but I feel like, you know, her explanation of like, oh, hospitals are just so cold and whatever, like that's 
valid. And also, you know, like any choice you want to make is valid. Like that's totally like, it's a personal choice where you oh, want yeah. to give birth for sure. But I, but I feel like, yeah, to, to your point, like all of these other girls are like, you know, why would you, which I think is interesting because the age and the generational thing definitely plays a part, but I also could see this more or less same conversation happening in a group of Becky's peers where other women would be like, why would you do this and not want (laughs) to be like numb from the neck down? You know, like I, I I feel like it's it's a both, it's a really, um, not exactly a paradox, but like, it's an interesting thing to see the girls both being like older and wiser and also women who have also given birth and like peers in a way, you know, it's an interesting setup. I think the the birth, I've thought a lot about this because I work for like a parenting organization and I've obviously like read a bunch of birth prep materials, uh, you know, especially the first time around. And like the argument for no painkillers and like, you know, having a birthing center and like having more of a calm experience and things like that is like, you know, okay, this is how we used to do things, yes. But also because a hospital feels like a place where you go to be treated for like something that's wrong right Mm. where it's like a lot of people and i I, this is incredibly valid like you you view birth it's like this is the only time you go to a hospital where like you're you're producing another human this is like a different type of experience than any other reason that you go to a hospital for so somebody had made that argument once and i was like i i see that you know like it's it's a it's a totally different thing However, my opinion is very aligned with Dorothy and with, you know, Blanche, especially because, you know, women used to die all the time in childbirth. Children used to die all the time in childbirth, you know, and immediately thereafter. And like, if you don't have the benefit of those, like, what ifs, um, and I'm not even talking about like medicated birth, I'm talking about the after (laughs) the, the point that Dorothy asks about the equipment, right? Um, is like, that's just, it's scary. It's scary to think about, right? Where it's just like, oh my God, but what if you had, you know, somebody there just in case, like that would be beneficial. And that's the real benefit of like the modernity piece, right? Mm. And then I additionally tack on me personally, and obviously (laughs) agreeing with Blanche, is that why suffer when you don't need to? Like for me personally, like, I felt enough of those births, okay, <laughs> while hopped up on a crazy epidural both times. And like the second time I was clicking that button, like there was no tomorrow. Like I was like, there was, it, 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 it didn't make the experience any less special to me. Um, Cause for me, the, the, you know, the end <laughs> justified the means like get the kid out of me, however it is. And it's also interesting too, because a lot of women feel like they sort of missed out when they have a C-section, for example, right? Like they, right. they missed out on this experience and they feel guilt about that, you know? So I think that there's there's a lot there. And I mean, hey, any any woman who gives birth without any painkillers, like, holy shit, more power to you. Cause that's in- an incredible, incredible feat of any person who gives birth. Um, but it's, uh, it's just, it's funny to think about all of the reasons for it. And I can totally see to your point of like Becky having this conversation with her peers and having a conversation today, because yeah, it sucks in a hospital. You have to be a very particular type of person to advocate for what you want, because they're just going to exercise their script, you know, and it's going to be very, it's going to be in, not personal. It's going to be cold. They're going to be like, I have 30 seconds to give you. And then I have to deal with the 4 million other patients because our healthcare system is garbage. So I totally right. understand the appeal 
of being like, hi, this is the most important thing I'll ever do. You know, like, can, can I get a little attention? <laughs> yeah. And, and I like, listen, I like, you know, I'm open to alternative medicines and like yeah. healing. And I feel like I lean more into like, um, I don't know, like I burn sage when I'm feeling, you know, stressed. Like I lean more into like different types of yeah. like new agey, uh, sort of like alternative thinking, I guess. So I don't even, you know, like I see where she's coming from too. I guess like, and I think they do a great job of making this, this birthing center truly like, like a Laura Ashley showroom. Like it's over yeah. the top. It's like the, the woman is so like the picture of this at the, t at the time. And I think like, you know, it's evolved. Like, I think now we are a little more slightly open to like the concept of midwives or like yeah. doulas, you know, like things like that, that are often in addition to being in the hospital for what I think like Dorothy makes the point and you brought up too, is like, if something goes wrong, unfortunately like first of all it's not a great outcome in a hospital in the united states either but like right it's a it's an insane biological process you know like it, it's like yeah. a major that was like um i can't remember if we referenced this before but i wrote a paper basically about how uh we don't have mandated maternity leave and so essentially people are going back to work two weeks after like with their body having the same effects of like being in a major car accident like your oh you know God. your body is destroyed essentially um and so yeah there's definitely merit to the argument of like you might need a medically trained team around to respond quickly because it might be a, a situation where like you either respond quickly or something catastrophic happens. So I think like the logical sort of intellectual side of like argument to be made of like, you should be in a hospital mm -hmm. ultimately wins out for me in my opinion, but I totally, yeah, I totally get it. And I see why you wouldn't want to. And I get where Becky's coming from too. It's, it's cold, but I just feel like her presentation makes it seem like it's a little bit romanticized and yes. not super like, She's not, you know, thinking about where they come out to Blanche's point. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like she pivots a little bit of like, <laughs> she's like, why is she screaming? And I just, and Sophia, <laughs> she's on conscious. Fire. Yeah. She's <laughs> conscious. I fucking, I think about that line all the time because Sophia delivers it matter of factly. Like, what is wrong with you? She's conscious. <laughs> this is what birth is, girl. Did you not know? You know? Like, yeah, totally. He has that kind of vibe, right? Which is so funny. And it's like, oh man, I, the, the entire scene there and the entire vibe of like, it's really, really funny where she's like, you know, would you, wouldn't you like to give it a place, a like, birth in a place that is less music and more morphine? <laughs> like, it's <Yeah>. really <laughs> amazing. And yeah, I, I just love that Sophia is is giving that delivery of just like, wait, you didn't think about this? Like, it really fucking hurts. This is really yeah. intense, you know? Like, I shattered my elbow and some like 12-year-old orderly just moved it without my permission. And it was the worst pain I'd ever felt in my life until I gave birth. Right. <laughs> and I was drugged, you know? Like, it's so crazy to me. Anyway, um, I want to talk about like when when they go into the like immediately as soon as you know Sophia's just like those theme park people are always uh thinking aren't they uh <laughs> they go to the birthing center and then 
Dorothy's like, you know, they should be better off having the baby in your bedroom. At least you have stirrups and there's a better chance of finding a doctor. Dorothy and Sophia say that line, obviously. <laughs> um, but I love the line where Blanche walks in and she's so aghast and she's like, first Becky conceives in a clinic and now she wants to deliver in a bedroom. She's got the whole thing backwards. It is, that is my favorite line in this entire episode. It gets, it does not get half the laugh it deserves from the audience. <laughs> I'm yes, like, are you guys so still good. recovering from the previous line? Like, it's just such a cleverly written line. Just like kudos to the writers. Oh my gosh. Um, and then, you know, Rose coming in and being like, you know, what kind of a dope want to have a baby here? This place makes you want to run out and get pregnant. <laughs> so <laughs> and funny. like you said, mommy on fire. You're a meat eater, aren't you? You're about to see one of our deliveries. We don't need the whole tour. <laughs> Yeah, that's when Dorothy says we don't need the whole tour. That's when I wrote, Oh, yeah, I remember passing out in Miss Trot Wayne's health class at the Miracle yep. Life video. It's like, Yeah, I oh totally get that. Really don't. It's funny because she, like, again, the physical blocking of like how she moves. She's like, she's like got her hand on her purse and like she's like uh, uh, shakes her hand and like is sort of already moving towards the exit. Like it's hysterical. Like they've already, you know, Becky has sort of already decided that like maybe this isn't the best idea oh my god it's hilarious hilarious yeah and it's it is nice because she comes to that decision on her own um and I think it also shows like sort of a willingness to change your mind that I feel like Blanche like I think that it actually comes up in conflict with Becky and a lot of other times like it's hard to admit that. And particularly for older people, I think, particularly for Blanche, like once she thinks, you know, she's stubborn. So she thinks something, it's hard to get her to say out loud that she changed her mind. And Becky kind of has like a little hesitation, but I believe that it's actual like uncertainty. And then it moves to, well, maybe it's okay to have it in the hospital and I could still have a natural birth and I could just feel a little more secure in this and everybody else will feel better which I do think plays a part in it like it's not huge but like you know she's already planning maybe secretly to have the baby in Miami so um it's helpful yeah I mean she it's like even if she was like so enamored with the showroom (laughs) (laughs) with the birthing center she it would have been really difficult because all they're doing is like being making derogatory statements right when they walk in so to be fair, like they're not exactly being open-minded, but again, it goes back to that concern of like, oh, I don't know if you've really thought this through of what this is like, like, wouldn't you want to make it the easiest and safest you possibly could be, right? Um, doesn't help that the lady who runs it is a dope. Yeah. <laughs> it's different than the sperm, like hesitation. Oh, there. absolutely. Like- extremely different, extremely different. So that's more of this like embarrassment and that's more of like the pain of like, a child not having like the family that Blanche pictures in her head um, versus like, this is like a lot of it is about safety and comfort, you know? Totally. Um, So I think it makes sense. Yeah. I vowed then and there to have 20 more. What stopped you? The drugs wore off. (laughs) (laughs) So So, yeah, I mean, oh God, like the entirety of like the rest of this is really just about the lines, the funny lines, like cheesecake rose let's taste it and find out like if that's just such a dorky line that I, I feel like was in the hopper for like a long long time and they just decided to use it it's so wonderful pull it out yeah they call them quitters love yeah. that love that whole yeah bit. I know exactly <laughs> lucky gunther which comes oh. up twice oh absolutely like- I know the corn I'll put on I'll go put on some corn <laughs> 
good. Oh my God. So bizarre. And like, I love that it, it, it comes up twice, like throughout the episode or a couple times throughout the episode. And like, the coming you know, back I, is great. You the know, coming back is great. Yeah. And like, just the St. Olaf caricatures or, you know, like sometimes it's too goofy almost, but this yeah. one really lands for me. And I love that it, it <laughs> maintains the connection to the corn. Like I'm really into it. It's really, it's really very good. It's really very good. Those are my favorite St. Olaf stories where they're, they're just bizarre enough, but they could have some grounding in reality where they mention it again, you know, yeah. uh, or even, even if somebody brings it up sarcastically again, like it's pretty great. The forces. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll go put on some corn. I love that. <laughs> um, the, uh, you know, Blanche, like trying to figure out the whole situation, you know, it's just that I have a reputation in this town. Cheesecake, ma. <laughs> Yeah, do it carefully. Like I slept with every <laughs> man in town, like they taught you at Shady Pines. Oh, god, incredible! So it, this good. is another we're building and building with the Shady Pines threats, right? Like this is really, it's so funny because, like, again, rewatching this um, series, like, didn't realize how the Shady Pines mentions and threats are like way towards the end of the series. Like, yeah, me too. Yeah, which is really interesting. But, yeah, it feels like such an iconic thing that she says, but it's it doesn't actually. I mean, it comes up a fair amount, but not as much when she's like Shady Pines, Ma. You know, like yeah. that is a later thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, we also we forgot to celebrate six season. Yay! I know, <laughs> wild actually. Yeah, it's pretty. I just we're moving through, right and yeah, there's a noticeable which I think we five feels like the transition. This is like '90s. It's like goofy. Right, right. There's like you know wacky coincidences there's um like different sets I don't know it just it feels very the the transition that we're now in the 90s the 90s and this is a 90s sitcom is so palpable in this season (laughs) I think already it's very exciting it's very exciting um so then yeah like let's go back to the putting the pot on the corn you know like Blanche cut it out I'm trying to get some sleep I love <laughs> that like the just the openness about Blanche being super loud having sex <laughs> so great. yeah how it sounds so similar um I really I I love that like she comes calling on Dorothy right because yeah. like, she knows that she can trust Dorothy as like the friend and like that her mom's gonna have a lot of baggage which is really fascinating right um it's also funny because there is that naivete of her like being like, oh, why is she screaming about birth? Um, but like, even if you are like, you read up on all of the things, you still like want to say to somebody like, is this it? <laughs> you know, right. when the contractions start, like, it's so weird. It's so weird. But I must say in terms of, you know, accuracy and stuff, it's like, I feel like those contractions are so close together that that, that motherfucker needs to get to the hospital right now <laughs> like that's, that's yeah. kind of scary. <laughs> like girl really oh my gosh rapid birth um yeah <laughs> I also I mean like the this reminds me of when I took you to the hospital when you were in labor <laughs> you were <laughs> pregnant I took you to the hospital it's not a big leap <laughs> yeah I love that one don't you like oh, house so <laughs> I know <laughs> it's incredible <sighs> but the the doctor the coach you know the coach coming back like to your point of like constantly referring back to the other story and having them intertwine so good yeah I love it and I like I think it's really interesting how she goes to Dorothy and like her and Blanche are fighting and I think that Dorothy is just like such a calming presence and I think that this sort of um 
kind of solidifies that you know it's not just our perception of her that is who she is because um you know and and becky does seem very becky doesn't seem to have read much i'll tell you something like i know that it's a different time but like yeah girl she's screaming (laughs) like (laughs) what do you think is happening and like you know i also want to um labor on sitcoms is so I, I they have to show it and I'm glad they show it obviously I think it's important because like our normal approach to things that happen to women in particular is like just don't put it on tv but yeah. it's so corny it's I, and I don't you know I don't fault anybody or the acting or the writing or whatever like it's hard, I'm sure it's hard to to portray um yeah. but it's just like I don't know I feel like every sitcom has an episode with the birth and it's always like <laughs> it's always like this <laughs> I'm just gonna carry this baby with me for the rest of my life no, it's a bad look. <laughs> yeah. Never been very strict with you, but you have to. <laughs> I know, right? This, I, I did think, I thought it was interesting that they at least like, I, this is the only sitcom I can recall. I have not watched a lot of other like sitcoms that I used to see before I gave pregnant. Like one that stands out, I remember watching Step by Step where mm. um, Suzanne Summers was just like screaming her head off. I specifically remember because my mother turned to me when we were watching it and she's like, it's not like this. <laughs> <laughs> like she was like I, I have to watch that again to see like what it was actually like but honestly after having now understood the process uh, other than her contractions being far too close together when she leaves the house um I, I do think it's interesting the resting in between I didn't think that that was part of it when I like had initially conceived of birth of like it was just like you just kept going <laughs> which like is kind of true and kind of not like you do have like you're trying to time it with contractions so the fact that they have like the chit chats between it's kind of, I was like, that's actually pretty, pretty good. But to your point, it's really hard to like get the whole pain thing uh, nailed, <laughs> especially yeah. on a sitcom, you know? Right. And like, when no you have gonna... like a dorky doctor. Yeah. No one's going to be out here talking about like the actual, like, you know, ins and outs of, <laughs> I feel like right. even like as a, like when I, in recent years, my friends have started to have babies. And I feel like I've heard much more about the gruesome nature of, of childbirth than like, yeah, is even depicted in like, you know, like truly like health class or like any other time that I have learned about it, which I think is largely because it's happening, um, not just as men. So like, they're like, well, if you need to find out about it, you'll seek it out. Like, we're not going to make yeah. this like public information. Um, totally. But yeah, like, you know, I just think it's funny. And then I love, one thing I do love is like, to your point about this being a different circumstance to be in the hospital, it's a really fun thing to see them in the waiting room, which is never the case. Like if if sitcom characters are in a hospital waiting room, like as a bad, you know, most other times we see these women in the, in the room, it's bad. Um, So it's fun for Dorothy and and Sophia in particular to trade these little barbs and like, you know, Rose, (laughs) Sophia, Bigfoot, thank you. So like, I love it. It's such a great, (laughs) such a great uh, scene with the two of them. And like Sophia, you know, Dorothy also confronting Sophia about like, yes keep I know. bringing these things up and it's hurting my feelings and like I think it's a really nice moment at the end too of their it conversation is. it is like finally coaxed her out with a pork chop <laughs> and then nice. the build the build of the Arthur's like line where she loses it like they're just gonna nag you and nag you until you want to grab their throats and choke them but you don't because you're in a hospital with resuscitating equipment oh my god amazing amazing all of it is so great 
but like yeah i love the resolution like the confrontation like it's just it's like the magic of this show where they're all just helping each other in their other little ways in the middle of other big things happening like smaller things are happening which is like fucking life man <laughs> yeah and i think also the audience reacts when sophia says hurt my uni like the I audience know. goes like wild which i think like you know it's the shock like they can't believe I she know. even referenced it so I it's know. like enough it's to great it's great oh my god and she yeah not as much you hurt my uni like it's just like yeah. very <laughs> oh, brilliant brilliant Speaking of like nice moments though, I really do like um, at the end where Blanche, um, well, one, it's it's incredible that, you know, Blanche is talking about how like brave and strong she is. Cause I think that, that like is, it's never really explicitly said, you know, like uh, in the way, not even in the last episode, I think in terms of like, Blanche is just like, if you want to do this, I'll support you. Like she explicitly is like, I couldn't do what you're doing. That's incredible. And like, you should give yourself credit for it because you're making things happen for yourself, which I think is really cool. But I really like that Blanche says, thank you for letting me be here with you. I think that is like a very pointed, excellent line because she didn't have to, she didn't have to have her mother in there with her, especially since she's like, you know, she dismisses her at one point because she's like not being helpful. And like, that's a really personal, intimate thing to have somebody, you know, even if it's your own mother with you, um, especially if you've already been exchanging barbs because she doesn't necessarily agree with the decisions you're making. So I just thought that was a really well-written, you know, endpoint. Yeah, I agree. And I think Rue McClanahan really, this is what I was talking, referencing earlier. Like she really, it's very raw. It feels very yeah. actually emotional and it feels very, um, like she's not really thinking almost you know she's just kind yeah. of saying what's coming up because it's like such a high uh high intensity moment um yeah. and I agree I think it's really like also true I think that some Blanche is an incredibly um sort of guarded person and I think Blanche really has this um set of defenses that she puts up even with her like her daughter and like her her family oh, and um, I think this is her kind of dropping them because of the, like, because it, it kind of calls for it. And, yeah. Right, exactly. And she can't really not. And I think it, I think it is a really, really nice sort of revealing, um, re revealing thing to say. And it, it's like, a, honestly, it's like a moment of vulnerability for Blanche, I feel like, that we yeah. don't often see. Um, so it's nice, and it's nice to have, like, the reconciliation between them be so honest and so, like, not, not that you can't get something out of, um, like, a well-thought-out conversation, but you don't need to do it. You can have oh. this, and then you can have this, like, super joyful moment when the baby is born, and, like, that's it. You don't need to address the fact that she was so anti-birthing center you know like it's all kind of resolved which is really right. nice and I think really speaks to like again the weight of like how much joy is in that moment between them mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and, and talking about what you were saying before about changing your mind and just like the the readjustment of the recalibration <laughs> yeah of like what really matters you know that's really nice it's really nice so this is a great one I mean I I just you know I hope that um folks who dislike all of these will, will definitely like give some, some interesting thoughts to us, like via Twitter or something like that. Cause I I'd love to know, cause I think, um, 
I, I think that that the you know both episodes, but particularly this one, have a lot of really good moments and a lot of really really funny lines. And they're like it's I think they really it holds up. Like it stands out to me after watching again of like I ah, yes I do like this little storyline. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'd love to know why. I feel like this is people don't love this one. Yeah. Um, and I am I'm curious also. And I like I love that Becky's Becky just coming back. You know, Aurora's here now. So I like it. I I like the goofy 90s nature of the sitcom. Um, It's interesting, though, now watching it back. Like, I feel like as a Golden Girls purist, I could see somebody preferring the early seasons of like, that's 80s. You know, that's totally 80s to me. Even though it's late, it it feels like it's coming off of like, um even like shows from like the 70s like it feels a little more inspired by like Mary Tyler Moore all in the family or Maude obviously and then this feels much more um you know just like goofy and like when we see the moonlight madness and all of that like it's so there's this there's a shift and now we're I think we're like post we're in the post uh transition era I would say yeah for sure for sure and I think to me like I like the 90s dorkiness, except I, the part that I don't like about the later seasons is when like Dorothy's character gets bent a little bit out of shape and when like Sophia's character starts leaning more into being sort of like um, a, a sort of stereotype of itself or like a parody, <laughs> like yeah. just exaggeration kind of thing. So, totally. um, but yeah, but uh, none, none of that for me is here. I think they're, it's all, no, not it's yet. all pretty <laughs> bog standard. Not yet. We're coming, we're coming. So, um, but yeah, but I think that's it. So join us next time. We're going to discuss a very wicker centric storyline <laughs> on enough wicker. Awesome. Take care, everybody. <laughs>